I have no problem at all with, with just being vocal and just talking. I won't be silent. I've spent 10 years silenced uh, and I will never be silenced again, um, ever. Welcome to the Reclamation Podcast. My name is Aldo Martin. And I'm Cousin Eddie. And together, we're going to explore what it's like to be in and leave a religious cult. For more info on the Reclamation Podcast, find me on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Aldo B. Martin. What were some of the red flags and what did you that you noticed? And what did you what did you decide to do when you noticed? Those red flags. Okay, uh, I'll just, I've got one for you. I've got I'll, I've got a few, but I'll, I'll tell you one in particular. Here's a red flag, and I, and what I've done. Uh, these Tuesday night leaders meetings that we'd attend, uh, where you'd give all your stats, and you know, um, uh, they were they got really intense when there was what we'd call a campaign. Campaign. Now a campaign is when there's going to be a church-wide meeting. All the disciples in London are going to get together in one spot. We're going to hire an auditorium. We're going to put on a show. There's going to be singing, acting. There's going to be all sorts of different things. How, how many disciples in uh, in London? Well, London, I think London had something like around 2,000. But we'd call the UK sometimes. And everyone from the UK, I don't know what the number was, but it was a lot of people, you know, maybe, maybe two and a half to 3,000. Uh, the, the, London was always trying to get to two thousand, from what I remember. So uh, yeah, so um, you know, um, you know, we we were given often quotas. So the 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 the, the conference is going to be on this particular date. By this particular date, your group needs to have X amount of commitments. Now, commitment is someone who've you've, who've said they're going to come. You've called them up, and they've said, "Yeah, I'm definitely going to come." You then call them a commitment. If they just say, "I'm going to come," that's not a commitment. It's when you're about the the, the 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 extra call and they've said yep i'm coming <laughs> the you call them call. a double confirmed that's <laughs> double confirmed okay so uh, you know you have to have x amount of double confirms are they double confirms it, it would go around so how many have you got how's it going you know is this date where, where are you at what, what are your stats and it would go around and this this is what happened this was the red flag as you asked this brother, um, who was in, in the ministry, you know, he was a paid um, individual in the church, yeah, an evangelist. Um, he was about nine guys. These are nine grown men. You know, these guys have got good jobs in the city. They're responsible people, you know, with families. These are respectable individuals, okay? The uh, leader um, has a sat down in a circle and says, okay, guys, we're all going to give our stats for the coming conference. As we've been discussing, we had a goal to meet X amount on this particular date. We're going to go around. If you've met the quota, amen. Awesome. That's great. If you've not, you're going to have to take this cone and put it on your head and wear it for the duration of this meeting. So we had these little cones, these little, we call them football cones, these little kind of cones. Like a, like a dunce cap? Cones. Like a dunce cap? Like a dunce cap type thing, that type of thing. But it's just a cone, half cone, half circle. Um, and um, so, brother, how many commitments you got? Yeah, brother, we got our six commitments, amen. Excellent, six commitments, that's great. You got your six. How many of you got, brother? We got our six commitments, amen. Great, double confirmed, double confirmed. Great, good job, brother. How about you? Oh, you know, you only got four. Oh, oh, brother, here's a cone for your head. Brother puts the cone in his head. And this goes round. There's about four or five brothers with cones on their heads. I've got a cone on my head for the duration of the meeting. 
we're talking, we start talking about the weak people and then that, 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 that gets kind of serious, that conversation. We've still got this plastic cone in our heads. We're talking about the, the stats, the money, you know, who's, you know, who's, who's given, who's not given this week, you know, who owes money. We have cones in our heads, you know, like, like just a bunch of brainwashed, <laughs> you know, followers, um, grown men. And, and I look back, well, let me tell you what I, my response to that, you know, we took the cones off at the end of the meeting. Um, I did nothing. That was acceptable. That was, I'm in the kingdom. We're building the church, you know. Damn right you should put a plastic cone in the head if you haven't got it. I, I can understand that. Yeah, I didn't have my commitments. Fair enough. Yeah. What? What's the problem? What, what's the problem? The, there's no issue here. Yeah. That, that, that's where we were, you know. So indoctrinated. There was no problem with that. that yeah, I understand that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I if, if, if I can, that's, um, that's a very concrete example, right? A very clear example, right? Uh, or picture that was painted. And all over the world, people did these little things. And we put up with it. Yeah. We, we put up with it. And I go, I'm, I'm going back to the beginnings of this program in which we're trying to just paint this picture that people that are in cults, I mean, Dell, we're speaking with you, and you're clearly an intelligent man. You're clearly a thoughtful man. You're clearly an articulate man. You're clearly a person who is responsible and is willing and able to, is capable of anything that you put your mind to. And for this moment in time in your life, you, just like I, we were subjugated to this. We were, we allowed ourselves to be a part of this. And, um, and and sometimes that's not easy to admit to, you know? It's not. And and so we're having these conversations, bro. You can't tell anybody who was not a church member about this shit. You can't. And and you know what? I want to thank you for sharing that story because that's not an easy one to tell. And by the time this episode premieres, the audience would have already heard, you know, many other stories so that your story is just part of this, this, this collective, you know? I would say, to be fair quickly, you know, now that wasn't a kind of policy, you know, a no. kingdom policy. No, 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 no. Was, it, it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't, but it was, it was one of these things that it was, it was made up at the moment, right? Yeah, that's right. That's but right. it, but it fit the narrative. Yes. While it's not policy, it is still a demoralizing piece of fear that is instilled in people. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And and it's it's uh, you know, Dell, what what I was telling Aldo before in, in a lot of these cases, what's fascinating is that um you when you when you have a and I've told this example before, but w- when you have a job, there are consequences because you're 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 receiving a payment for doing a job and there are consequences that you don't you don't do certain things because it's like oh no i have to pay rent so i'm not going to show up to work drunk you know what i mean but what's interesting is that so much fear was uh, it seems that so much fear was put into certain people and and I, you know, I, maybe I should be careful about my words because there are current members too that that don't feel this way, that don't feel like there's fear put into them. But it, your example, 
you're not you're not getting paid by these people yet yet there's some level of well i I better not mess up and it's like i i don't owe you guys anything like like, it's 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 wild you know um it's wild what 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 people end up doing um you know based on that uh that that kind of that fear Dell, mm. stay staying on the fear, Dell. Mm. If you didn't do these things, you'd get kicked out. Oh, straight, yeah. Did you want to get kicked out? Did I want to get kicked out? No. 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 Being kicked out means losing your soul. Yeah. You know, you're 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 condemned to hell. Hellfire. And that's, that's right. across the board. Our other the other uh interviews always the same thing. Yeah. And uh we interviewed uh Christy. And Christy is one of the former leaders of this organization, high-ranking leader, I think. And her exact words were, the church was proficient at scaring the members to death. Yeah. <laughs> that's powerful, yeah. That's powerful. Bang on, yeah, 100%. That's, 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 that's powerful, man. So, uh, man, so let, let me ask you this now. Let me ask you this now, Dell. You've obviously recounted these things, and and it's been many years. And one of our conversations, and we've spoken uh, a few times before uh, recording this this uh, this interview. Do you do you regret joining the church? Uh, the most difficult thing to. The most difficult part of this experience, I think, for me, um, especially that night when I went home, that that last Wednesday evening, that last midweek meeting when I went home and I was sitting there and just pondering and just thinking about things, thinking about life. Um, It was the loss. That's 10 years. That's my 20s, my Mm. 20s. I had aspirations and goals and dreams, things I wanted to do, things I was very focused on um, just before being part of the church. In, in, in fact, when I became part of the church, I was in the midst of uh, of, of, of uh, building my career and placing myself in the right you know, environments and making the right contacts, and it was happening. Um, you know, while being in the church, um, what was said was that my, my uh, in terms of um, my um kind of career choice wasn't really in line with the kingdom and the needs of the kingdom. And I should really reconsider and not be selfish and think about the needs of the kingdom. Um, I wanted to get into the film industry and, uh, and I knew that that means, you know, it's not just nine to five, you know, you could be in from whatever and you can leave when the job's done yet. It's not nine to five kind of city job. And uh, it was like, you need to be at the meetings. Like there's no, you know, you counted the cost, brother. So, you know, I'd sometimes, I guess, I guess the term would be be headhunted. I'd get a phone call. Hey, Dell, you know, while at work. Hey, Dell, you know, um, we really enjoyed working with you. You know, we'd love you to come work with us. You know, these were the opportunities, the lifetime opportunities. You, 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 we all kind of. And you're um, talking hope. about, you're talking about professional opportunities. Professional opportunities. Like, hey, Dell, we'd love you to come work with us. We really enjoyed working with you on this project. We'd love to, you know. These these were the these were the steps to the kind of the the place you know and um, 
And I would turn them down. Oh, I'm really sorry. Oh, yeah, can't you work it out? I'm really sorry I won't be able to. I really appreciate you asking, but I can't. I, would, I can't tell how many of these golden opportunities, these golden moments I turned down for the kingdom and saw my career just, and I'm getting older and I'm getting older and I'm getting older. I, I came in at 19, left nearly 30 and didn't do anything, basically stood still, mm. giving 10% of my gross income with what little I had to, wow. to the church, you know. Cousin Eddie, you mentioned early on, you know, you're not being, you're not being paid. I was paying for this right, treatment. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was paying myself for this treatment. We all yeah, were. even even yeah, even more interesting is that you're 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 giving them money so that they can uh, you know uh, so that you could get in trouble for things. <laughs> yeah, you know the irony. So you know the regret. Do I regret? I mean, it's it's been a hard. There's always that feeling even now, you know, I've definitely kind of, you, you, I wouldn't say caught up because you can't catch up on, especially financially, you know, that's, you can't really, but, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm where I kind of, where I want to be now and that's a good place to be. Um, but I always have that in the back of my mind, I'm, I'm 10 years behind where I could be, you know, in 10 years time, whatever I'm doing, I could have been doing that now. Yeah. And that, that's a bit of swill, p- pill to swill. It's a hard thing to come to. It's a hard yeah. You know, um, I, I, I'm 10 years behind the rest of my peers. It's mm-hmm. just obvious. It's just obvious because I, I just stood still for 10 years, you know, and built the kingdom. That's all that mattered. The kingdom's all that matters. Jesus is going to come back soon, Dale, so it doesn't really matter anyway. Yeah. So man. just keep, you know, keep seeking the saving the loss, you know. It's, it's complicated to answer that question. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's complicated. You, you left in 2003 and, in one of our earlier conversations, you mentioned that you are now, not now, but recently, recently starting to, recently begun coming to grips with what happened. Yeah. And when I say recently, we're talking within the past uh, X amount of months. Is that right? Uh, the last few years, really. I'd past say few that. years. Excuse me. Okay. Excuse me. The past few years. So yeah. the past few years, you started to come to grips what made you start to come to grips and also what made you want to speak now on a platform such as this? Yeah. Um, I think it was knowledge. Um, I started to read a lot and, um, you know, I went back to fundamentals, uh, cause I, I you know, again, like I mentioned earlier on, I, I grew up in the church, so I was already primed to believe, you know, um, in the Bible, you know, I was already, I already had the background. Um, so, um, you know, I stripped it all back and asked questions like, okay, what is the history of this Christianity thing? You know, where did the, who wrote, who actually wrote the Bible? Who, what, what you know, where and when and, and how did this thing come about? I, I started asking new questions. Um, and like an individual who just heard of Christianity, this kind of random things that you've heard of, this abstract thing, and they need to study this thing out, find out what happened, find out what it's all about. That's how I approached it, you know, so I just listened to a hell of a lot of se- seminary um, uh, lectures and, and lots of books from different scholars and started to, in many ways, the more I learned, it just kind of crumbled in my hands. The more information, the more it just crumbled. And I realized that this whole thing is just a man-made kind of structure, you know, all of it. <laughs> and um, the Bible is just a book made for man. It holds no weight. It's not from the creator of the universe. Um, 
And the more knowledge, the more understanding of what it was I was actually involved with and what Christianity is, you know, the more understanding I had in that regard, um, the more uh, freedom of mind, you know, heart and soul I obtained. Um, to the point where I could say I was part of a cult. It was about, it, it was a good amount of years before I was able to say cult. I couldn't say that out of my mouth. I couldn't form the word. It was a bit too difficult. And I remember the first time saying I was part of a cult, you know, and how that felt, the sensation. Where were you uh, when you said that? What, what was the context? I think I must have been talking to, I don't know, maybe it was, uh, I can't remember exactly when I first said it. It may have been maybe someone who was currently in the church and they were asking me how I felt at the time and I must have expressed, I think I felt, oh, I feel part of a cult, it was a cult. And they must have disagreed, but I was like, no, I, I definitely feel like this is, I was part of a cult. Looking at the hallmarks, studying the hallmarks of what cults are, the typical markers, you know, we had them all. Um, there's, you know, there's no other way to cut it as far as I'm concerned. Um, it, it's, hard, it's a hard thing to admit, and I can understand why anyone wouldn't want to kind of say that, you know, would voice that. Um, it comes with a, you know, with, with a blow. Um, but yeah, that, that's, that's how I came to where I am today, studying. I have an understanding. Uh, man, that's, that's, that's great, man. That's, that's really great. And what made you want to speak about it, though? So it's one thing to come to, to grips with it, what yeah. makes you want to speak about it? Because, um, cause listen, we asked you to come on the program. You could have said no, right? You could have declined yeah. and said, you know, I'm just going to do this journey by myself without an audience. But what made you want to speak about it? Yeah, um, that, that's a good question, man. Um, okay. You know, if I, I spent 10 years telling people they were going to hell straight. And look them in the eye. You, look, you're going to hell. Are you a disciple? You're not a disciple. You know, I'd pull out the Bible and I'd, I'd condemn people. I'd use people on the bus, you know, walking down the street. I'd be, you know, I was very confident and bold uh, about, you know, uh, vocalizing what I believed in that, to strangers, full conviction. Um, and now I feel like I have an obligation almost to kind of not undo that, but if I was able to speak then the truth, I will speak this new truth with the same amount of conviction, the same amount of, you know, um, mm -hmm. I, I, I owe that to myself to not be afraid. Um, I owe that to myself to not be afraid and to speak up. And, and I invite conversation from Christians, um, anyone who's, who's religious. Um, I invite conversation and, and, and I feel no, uh, I have no problem at all with, with just being vocal and just talking. I won't be silent. I spent 10 years silenced uh, and I will never be silenced again, um, ever. Well, that's, um, uh, that's a very powerful thing. And also uh, going back to what you were saying about the losing 10 years of your life, that's a hard thing to come to grips with. I went through something similar with in college because I chose uh, everybody made smart decisions to go into the workforce. And I decided to party for the next 10 years of my life. And that it, and that went well into my thirties. Uh, but uh, to, to what you just said, uh, part of accepting that and holding that mirror up in front of yourself is is uh, you know not to sound so preachy but it's 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 forgiving yourself 
Mm. You know, shoulda, woulda, coulda. I wish I could go back and get those those years back. I can't now. I'll, you know, I, I got to forgive myself and move on. And forgiving yourself is a huge piece of getting better. And 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 you realize when you hold that mirror up in front of yourself that there's a lot of people behind you that are looking into that same mirror and trying to correct that as well. If if people do feel that uh, that damaged them in some way, you know, being part of this church. But uh, yeah, that's a that's a really powerful thing and. Uh, I I hope that you're able to you you are I hope that you're doing well and in, and in, in forgiving yourself because uh, that you like I said that that feeling like you lost that time is a, a very hard thing because that we don't we don't win against time. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> if, if if I can if I can carry off of that carry off of that Dell based off of what cousin Eddie just said, I have one final question for you, man. What is life like for you now? Are, are you happy? Are you good? Is it stagnant? Are you moving? What's life like for you now, man? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny because, um, uh, you know, now there's, it's an interesting time because I'm doing a lot of things later in life, you know, and now there's pros and cons to that because you know, um, my career definitely started later in life, you know, and off the back of that, certain opportunities have, have happened later in life. Um, now, there's one side of that, there's regret and there's frustration and there's anger and there's mm-hmm. resentment and there's all of that. But then the other side of that, it's nice to kind of, after living, you know, as long as, as, as I have, as we have, you know, at this age, um, it's nice to kind of still be surprised by things, you know, that maybe most people, my gener- you know, my generation, you might say would have done twenty years ago. I'm doing like now for the first time. It's mm-hmm. like wow, you know, and it's nice to kind of have these sensations, you know, at this stage in life, midlife, so to speak. Um, so there's there's pros and cons. Um, life is 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 good. I feel like you know this would be a good way to put it. Ultimately. Um, I feel like I haven't lost today. I could say today. I could say I feel like I haven't lost anything. You know, I didn't lose faith and, and lose hope. I've just gained more understanding about life as a human being. You know, um, the, the potential pitfalls, you know, um, human psychology, my own psychology. Um, my my vulnerability, you know, my uh, um, you know, my 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 I wouldn't say flaws, but just the the ballistic gaps in my consciousness that could potentially be uh, exploited. It's interesting to see those kind of uh, in your face, you know. Um, it's interesting to have examples, have life examples uh, that test these areas. Um, and to be able to reflect on that, uh, you know, what I've been through is pretty unique. Not many people kind of go through a 10 year cult experience. Um, but there is a a perspective, uh, one can take that means you can almost, uh, reap a little something from it that could, could kind of fall in your favor, could aid you for at least the rest of the journey in this thing we call life. 
Join us next time on The Reclamation.